You're listening to the Analuya podcast, where faith and animation collide. Each episode, we'll discuss the various topics in animated movies and TV shows, while also sharing our thoughts and opinions as they relate to faith and spirituality. Get ready to raise a hallelujah. It's time for Analuya. And you're locked into another episode of the Analia Podcast. My name is Josh, and on this stormy Monday evening, I'm with my lovely wife, Rebecca. Hey, guys. The weather in Tennessee is unpredictable, especially in the wintertime, or the winter months, rather, because it can be cold, 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 cold. Or yesterday, it could be a wonderful 60 degrees outside. Tomorrow's supposed to be 70. And yet, you said we are going to have thunderstorms. Yep, thunderstorms. It's bringing, I guess, a warm front. It's been kind of cold. Yeah. But uh, yesterday, we attended a very important family gathering. We did indeed. I'll let you go ahead and... um, I'll let you go ahead and give more information on that. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, yesterday... Um, well, a couple months ago, we all found out, found out that uh, my sister is having a baby. Very exciting. And uh, so yesterday was the gender reveal party, and she's having a boy. So that was really, really fun. We got to have a... Um, they shot off those powder cannons, and um, yeah, it, it was really fun. I It was, it was good. Yeah, they had all kind of... It, it was a... Uh, pistols and pearls yep um kind of like you could pick which one was it gonna be a boy or a girl and they had like cookies shaped like guns and i think the other cookies were like purses or hearts or something yeah they were hearts with pearls on them Uh, okay gotcha and a cake with two guns on it and a string of pearls and um it was really yummy yeah and the charcuterie layout was yes it was a spread it was very impressive Uh, so yummy we had so much left over yeah and they they were like please take some yes yes. please (laughs) so we took like several bags home of food we took olives uh artichokes or pickled uh, no not um not artichokes but pickles it was pickles and pickled okra pickled pickled okra yeah i've never had pickled okra before but that was really yummy and so i like i think i think i was the only one who liked it because they were so good i gotta say pickled okra is kind of weird because it's it's a little hairy. Yeah, as your <laughs> so as your as your sister, your other <laughs> sister said, "Don't say that while I'm eating it." Yeah, I told her at that at the wrong time. She's like, "I don't like it." it if you if got if you've got a thing with textures, I would not recommend pickled okra. But if you're like, it's okay, uh, you know, textures don't bother you too too much, then pickled okra may be your thing. You know, it's good. But luckily, we're not talking about pickled okra because I'm not a fan <laughs> of it personally. <laughs> We're starting and ending our month of romance love. and fairy tales and love with another B movie. Hey, uh, I know. We 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 thought you guys deserved more after last week's Heathley Ever After. Now we're going to be talking about 2006's Lionsgate Entertainment and Vanguard Animations Heathley never actor that they went with an old english feeling it was like an apostrophe ever yeah it's like what you see in the old hymns right mm-hmm. like every it's not every it's every also also 
<laughs> also, I thought it was 2007, not 2006. So when I was on INBB, it said 2006. Mm, that's self-reported, though, isn't it? Um, because hey, on on HBO it said 2007. Unless well, I saw it wrong. No. So I did. I did. Um, I did see that when it when we were looking at it. So 2006, maybe 2007. Well, gosh, uh, that was that was high school. Well, yeah, it's 2006 according to INDB. But 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 IMDB. It can. It's no 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 no. You know. <laughs> okay, okay, that must be a typo on their end because it says a release date January fifth, two thousand seven. Uh, January. Yeah. Okay. So it was barely 2007 then. Barely. Well, as always, just to give you a few technical specifications, this is rated PG. Came out in basically the beginning of 2007. <laughs> Again, it's by, distributed by Lionsgate Entertainment and Vanguard Animation. Um, as we both said, I think this is the only movie we've seen from Vanguard. Yeah, I don't remember seeing their little logo for anything else. I do love Lionsgate's logo. Lionsgate, their logo. I like their logo a lot with the little wheels and the keyhole, and it's pretty great. Yeah. Sometimes, like, okay, maybe, I, maybe I'm just weird, and it's okay that I am, because I know. <laughs> you are weird. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> but today I got on a kick on YouTube of just like looking at like different film production intros. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like Lionsgate and Van Lionsgate, yeah. Columbia, Pictures, Touchstone. And just seeing how they evolved, and then going back really far, like to childhood, like random house entertainment home video. Oh wow! Did you ever see? Uh, isn't there a, a company called? Is it Euphoria? Is that right? Um, I'm is not familiar name? with that. I know Euphoria is a show on HBO. No, 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 not that, not that. Um, I don't. Anyway, there's some type of like production company distribution company whatever it is and <laughs> i don't know why the first time i saw it it's like this flower that like comes up out of the water and then it like blooms i think into like a statue or maybe oh, it's a flower yeah i think uh, i think it's saying that i don't know this euphoria it may be something no, e. no 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 i think you're right okay it is euphoria or it, something it, like that right it starts with an e i know i know that we'll anyway. watch it later <laughs> yeah well the first time i saw it uh i was like it reminds me of a tampon <laughs> nice nice in the because it there. just well <laughs> it just you know I don't know. It just, it looks like that. <laughs> All right. Getting back to the technical specifications. <laughs> this employs the voice talents of Sigourney Weaver, Sarah Michelle Geller, George Carlin, Joe DiMaggio, Tom Kenny, and more. Yeah. There's a lot of actually recognizable um, voice actors in this. Yeah. The characters of Mondo and Monk. Again, Monk was, um, I forget the guys. The little pig, right? Monk. That's Monk. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 yes. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's a little pig character. Um, I recognize that voice because it's, oh, that's Rex from Toy Story. Yep. And then Mambo, the cat, mm -hmm. is uh, Andy Dick. Mm -hmm. um, you say he's done work with like Martin Short and... I think that's what I picture anyway. That's okay. like what I remember him. He was in other... I mean, he's in like all the comedy things. Mm, yeah. I just, he was an employee of the month. Apparently in um, 
Simba, uh, Simba's Pride, The Lion King 2. He was in that. I don't know what, who he was. Oh, yes, I do. He was. <laughs> oh, he was. He's a roasty, toasty roasty, princess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kobe's older brother. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't remember his name. <laughs> he's, he's memorable, but forgettable at the same time. Oh, man. Anyway, the story of Happily Never After centers around Cinderella and the wicked stepmother, more importantly. Mm -hmm. She's bad. She's bad, yeah. The empress of evil, as As she she likes to be called. Yeah, as she calls herself. (laughs) Anyway, through a turn of events, she now controls the outcome of everything in fairy tale land, and it's not good. No, well, she she wants evil to win. Right. You know who she reminded me of? Who? So in Enchanted, the Evil Queen. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, sending um, Giselle down that waterfall. Mm-hmm. You know, Enchanted would be a fun one to do. Yeah, it would be. Because it is animated. Uh, some, uh, we're bordering on that line again. I know. Really. Yeah. Another come out with a sequel, Disenchanted. Mm. Yeah. So I'm excited to see when that comes out. But it's when Nathaniel, you know, runs up. Seriously, my dear queen, what did you, what did you send her? To a place where there are no happily ever actors. So, oh, okay, it's in New York. But that was the first one. Yeah, that's what I'm telling about. Oh, I thought you were trying to say the, <laughs> the disenchanted one. No, 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 nothing's been put out for that yet. Okay, I was like, but yeah, okay, good. Good, good. Now, I had not seen Hathaway Never After before. Again, this came out in 2007. A lot of CGI animation had been done and was trying to be like Pixar, but the problem was they're not. There's only one Pixar and they do it great. That's true. I mean, let's be real. The animation style was lacking, but that's because it was the that 3D style. I did appreciate, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the beginning, there was um, when the the wizard guy was going off to um, to, to golf in Scotland. Um, he, you could tell that he was up right up against a window because you could see his reflection. And I really appreciated that detail in the window that you could see his reflection. Yeah, because they could just chose to let that out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, he's up against the window, but it's those tiny details that some artists or production companies don't think about. It's like, okay, well, we had to add some realism and some, you know, reality to this. You know, when somebody walks by a window, they're going to see a vague reflection or when they get doused by water or they go swimming, their hair is not perfectly straight, it's flat. Yeah, I mean, that was about the only thing that I was like, ooh, that's impressing, impressive um, about the animation. Other than that, not much. Not, yeah. It, so there's a lot to be desired. I know you said it was like 3D. I mean, character-wise, I felt all the characters were pretty much flat. They were They were pretty flat. And I didn't, if I got to be, if I'm really honest, I did not like the stepmother's um character design her her little waist was teeny teeny weeny tiny right yeah you're you're not you're not ariel and even she had a (laughs) bigger waist than that yes it was just well it was exaggerated which you know it makes sense um and that's that's a thing that's a thing you can do you can be exaggerated and that's okay 
but I don't know. It just didn't. It was, it was kind of annoying. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it too much. I'm still trying to decide if I like this movie or not. <laughs> you haven't decided. You have until the end of our podcast here. Yeah, when, when I get my recommendation, and yeah. so far it's not looking good. So so far not. Good. <laughs> let Let me ask you. Okay, because you chose this one, and I, I chose the last one. Yeah. Why did you recommend that we watch Happily Never After? Because I remember it being really funny and that this it was really cheesy, I remembered, but but I did laugh and it was better than I thought it was going to be when I first saw it. And so I was like, well, might as well see see what it's about years later at this point that I that we're watching it again. And you had never seen it, so I was like, oh, well, you know, you might actually enjoy it because it's stupid. And I mean, it's it's very cookie cutter. Like, it's very basic. And you're like, oh, yay. I, I mean, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yes. There's like, they, they trail away from the usual narrative of this fairy tale of Cinderella just a bit. But in the end, it's pretty much the same amidst a couple last changes. And I didn't like that, to, to be honest. You didn't like that they they went different i did but it was just they're predictable like i knew it's like okay she's gonna know what fairy tale isn't predictable i I know that that's like all romance stories right all of them but i i would say it is overly predictable overly predictable you know it wasn't predictable though what when they would have uh crazy songs or uh when they were gonna make some stupid stupid joke i know like like <laughs> last week i was surprised that this didn't have any original songs i was a little surprised at that the only one that i don't think it was original maybe maybe not was the one where uh rick and cinderella were trying to figure out their feelings for each other. Yeah, that movie had been originally written for the movie, but everything else was either the original song or a cover of mm. that song, because I think this was done on a real low budget. When did Shrek come out? Do you Shrek know? came out... It was like Ernest Shrek being high school. It had to have been around the same time as this. Yeah, I think it, I think it was like a couple of years earlier, and even that animation was better but yeah i just i just didn't like the whole 2001 2001. is when shrek came out okay yeah so i think they they were trying to be a like fairy tale version of shrek that was the feeling that i got from it because it was because shrek you know it's a little irreverent and pokes fun at all fairy tales and and all of that and so i think that they were trying to they tried and they failed because shrek had that charm yeah it's sophisticated Uh, right stupid (laughs) right and it had you know stuff for adults this was very much for kids oh yeah very much kids and I, I think that's what kind of like threw me off. It's like, okay, there's nothing for us, you know, that's over kids' heads. It doesn't have to be like, you know, a gratuitous or lewd or anything. Yeah. But something that, you know, oh, that's, ah, uh, yeah, that's reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I found some of them funny. I thought they were funny. The, the, the jokes and things that they, they told. I mean, you could have put in like, you know, um, like a Wreck It Ralph type of joke in there. When um, Mr. Uh, Ludwig, you know, is going over to one of the kids because, you know, the Rick at Ralph game is acting crazy. So, like, wow, you know, Ralph's going cuckoo like my Nana. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe 
time to put all Ralph out. Maybe it's time to put old Ralph out out to pasture like my nana. Oh gosh, that's a little that's a little too home. A little yeah, a little too hard. <laughs> yeah, a little. Too, <laughs> but sometimes movies do that. Anyway, getting back to kind of the main story of Hathaway Never After. Again, it's this the wizard who's voiced by George Carlin goes away to play golf uh, golf in Scotland. Why would you say it like that? Scotland. Uh, so Scotland. I, Scot- yeah. I, okay. <clears throat> so the story starts out with the wizard who's voiced by George Carlin who gets to play golf off in Scotland and he entrusts his helpers, which was the first mistake. Mm. Yeah, to Mambo. make sure the balance of good and evil were in sync. Yeah, so there's these literal scales over this ball that's like a... I said that really weird. This ball. Um, (laughs) uh, It's like a... So there's a literal scale of good and evil that's over this orb that is like a TV (laughs) that they can like change the channels of the fairy tales and see what's going on in each of them. And so they... They watch over the fairy tales to make sure that the happy endings work out. And um, yeah, I, I find that part really interesting. And I would love to, to focus our conversation on those scales of good and evil. Yes, it reminds me of the scales of justice, um, kind of. You know, because you have that, that that lady who has the the scale. and Lady Justice. Yeah, Lady Justice. She has another name. Uh, uh, oh, Themis. Duh. Hello. I should know this. I was a Zeta. Kind of see that in kind of like all the Supreme Courts or mm-hmm. uh, law offices and courthouses yep. and everything. She's the goddess of um, judgment, I guess. Or something else. It's going to bother me. But it made me wonder, in heaven, where God is seated on the throne, is there somewhat of a scale of good and evil, right and wrong, and he has... Like a little TV that he kind of just keeps tabs on everything. I mean, again, he's omnipresent. I have more in- info on the goddess Theta. Thea? Thea is her name. Yeah, so Thea. She is the the goddess of sight, which is why she is blinded uh, when you see her. And the shining ether of the bright blue sky. Um, she was also, by extension, the goddess who endowed uh, gold and silver with their brilliance and intrinsic value. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Someone posted this thing and it was like, Theta, goddess of television. No, not the goddess of television. Hmm. So from the spiritual aspect, what was kind of going through, through your head uh, when... We were kind of examining and observing kind of like the scales of good and evil and keeping everything in balance so everything works out to a happy ending. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> do I really think it works like that? No, I don't. Um, what I, I mean, the only thing that I do know is that anything... Mm. God set this world in motion and he put rules on the world right when just kind of laws of nature the law of gravity and all of those things and um when all of that was created and then sin entered the world and it became um it was handed over to satan and this he is now the ruler of this world and you know crap happens (laughs) 
in our lives that is bad. And that's just kind of a part of the laws that were in place, I think. And because Satan is the ruler of this world right now, a very important thing to remember, though, is that um, we or that Satan, anything that he wants to do to us, he has to go before the throne room and ask God for permission. And God knows our limits. He knows what we're going to choose. Like he knows all of those things. So he allows certain things to happen in our lives when they're supposed to happen to refine us. You know, I'm thinking about the, um, the passage where it says that we are refined in the fire as um, as gold is refined and you know and we find we find in, in the bible this picture of of satan going to to god to ask permission in job and um and all ugh, all the things that happened to poor job um and yet he still chose to praise god and you know all of all of the bad things that happened to us all the times we think that evil evil's gonna win and all of this like it doesn't it doesn't really matter because it's all for god's glory you know was it james count your sufferings all joy um your temptations are a good thing because that means that like you're okay and that you know count it all joy and the great news is that no matter how how long you know i guess in a way um our world right now the scales of good and evil are tipped pretty far to evil um knowing that god's the one who's allowing it right now and one day i mean just in the movie she put like a book on the scale of evil and it's like so god is he put the book there he was like you know it's fine i'm still gonna do what i need to do let the humans have their fun yeah well he does give us over to our um our desires uh, at a point but he's always talking to us always wooing us always bringing us to him but at some point he's going to take that book off of the scales and be like all right the gloves are off now you made me mad it's, it's getting real um so so in the in the end good wins and when you say that you know these things happen evil things happen bad things happen it's all for God's glory, you know, that's hard for a lot of people to accept. It is. Uh, because they're like, why would a loving God do this? Why, why, why? Well, let me put it to you this way, and let me be a little bit harsh here. Throw on your pin. I know. That, 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 that's how harsh it's going to get. <laughs> if everything was all rainbows and butterflies and unicorns, you wouldn't grow. Again, trial by fire again gold is refined by fire we're refined by fire the trials the tribulations we learn something we grow and it's all to point us closer to god when we encounter these trials you know when my car you know sucked up a whole bunch of water into all its components because i drove through the back roads to get home on a rainy stormy day you know I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't praising God because, you know, oh, you know, my car. I, I did praise him when the insurance picked it up, though. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. But again, as in James, it says, count it all joy, which is hard to do because we don't necessarily want to do that. When all the bad things happen, it's only when the good things happen that we want to count it all joy. But again, remember, whatever you're going through, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And, you know, 
we were talking just a minute ago about Job and and all of the junk that he had to go through, but that was because God allowed it to happen. Um, Job finally kind of cracks. He doesn't curse God, but he's just like, why, why, why God, is this all of this happening? Woe is me. And uh, eventually God says, he answers, well, and eventually God answers. This is in Job 38. <laughs> then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is it that darkness counsel by words without knowledge, dress for action like a man? I will question you and you make it known to me. This is where it gets good. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know, or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? On or, or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut up in the sea with doors when it burst out of the womb? When I made clouds its garment, and thick darkness its swaddling band? and prescribed limits for it and set bars and doors and said thus for shall you come and no further and here shall your proud waves be stayed he goes on and on and on he's just like who was it hmm? Hmm? tell me tell me it's a rhetorical question yeah, yeah yeah this is all rhetorical rhetorical yes have you comprehended the expanse of the earth you dunks <laughs> I mean, yeah that's what god's saying here um, declare if you know all this. Come on, tell me, tell me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is it you? Yeah, he goes he goes on yeah. and on for like the entire chapter. I want to say it's like two or three more chapters in Job where he's just like, who are you, little man? Hmm? You are nothing. You, you are human and I love you and I am God and you don't know what I'm thinking. You don't know my ways. You don't know why I'm doing this. And guess what? It doesn't really matter because I'm God and you're not kind of a thing. Now that seems pretty harsh, but I think Job was driven to such, and we are, we ourselves, we're, we're driven to such, you know, desperation that we start to, we start to think that we are God's little G and that's a problem. Um, and it's not just, not just when bad things happen to us that that happens, you know, uh, how many people, well, there's a lot of people, like even cults and people, they're like, I am God. We are little gods. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, the, the Mormons who, yeah. when they think they're dead, they're going to get their own planet and mm -hmm. all that, all that good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Hyper, now this is controversial, but hyper charismatics also end up um, kind of thinking that way, even if they don't come right out and say it, but they think they can manipulate God into doing what they want. And I can say that because I used to be them. Mm. so yeah. no judgment just we we've, we've all been there yeah and just kind of a quick aside um because we've seen the preview for this on discovery plus if you have it which i'm only paying seven dollars so we can watch it <laughs> um there is a documentary about the hillsong church and the scandal that took place and it does a deep dive into the whole you know hillsong kind of history and really what goes on in Hillsong campuses. That now, I'll say, you know, growing up, Hillsong was like, that, that was like the best. I, would, I thought very highly of them because I loved their music, their worship. Yeah. 
but didn't know kind of like the whole grass roots of it all and how it's evolved and changed. So that is, I don't know the exact date that it is coming out in March. Mm. Yeah. And you know, something to, to remember out of all of that is that we are the ones who put people up on pedestals. Um, when they were never meant to be on pedestals. And then when they fall, this is the outcome of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, men are men. Men in the sense of men and women, humans. You know, at, in the garden, the fall of man meant that every single one of us are born into death and sin, which is why we need the life-giving force of Jesus who came to sacrifice himself for us. But we are all susceptible while we are living on this earth. And it's only until we go to heaven to be with Jesus that sin will no longer plague our lives. And while we're all here, we're all susceptible to sin and to its seductive nature. And yeah, it's good. It's good to remember that because we can look at um, what was it? It's not Stephen Furtick. Um, what was his name? It was Hillsong. Uh, the person in the scandal was Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz. So, you know, Carl was the one to succumb to that seductive nature. And I mean, it's not right. It's it's wrong. Um, but remembering that each of us could go down that path too, if we're not careful, if we don't stay rooted in the word. And to me, that continues to be very humbling because we can be we can be we can very easily become puffed up and prideful. Oh, I would never do that. I would never. Don't put it past yourself. You'd be surprised. Right. Until it's when you say never, it's like that's the very moment God's like, oh, oh, really? Never? Never? Let's try on this temptation. The beautiful thing is that when God does allow temptation in our lives, he always provides a way out. First Corinthians, um, ooh, something 10. First Corinthians 6.10? <laughs> I can't remember the exact verse, but um, he will always provide a way out of the temptation, which is wonderful. Yeah, kind of goes in line with, um, well, no, because it's taken out of context where you know god will give you more than you can handle but yeah what an interesting phrase right yeah it's yeah but i like i like that they're saying you know he'll provide a way out because that's more accurate mm -hmm. right yeah yeah and i mean sometimes he does need to break us um so it can build us back up again yeah and i think that's kind of in the spirit of he won't give you more than you can handle. I mean, but really though, let's be real. We can't do anything by ourselves. The more we try to do it by ourselves, the worse it gets because we can't, we can't do it by ourselves. You know, God is our, the, he's our crutch. That's right. And he, you know, we can lean on him. We can give him all our worries and he's going to, you know, support, support that. He's going to support us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Getting that to kind of like the whole story and everything. Yeah. A um, couple of notes there. Let's talk about The Prince. Now, <laughs> if you've seen this movie. The Prince. You'll know that. the What eh, a joke. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I wrote my notes. Prince equals Bozo. Because <laughs> he's voiced by Kronk from the Authority's New Groove. Which love him. Such a great voice actor, an actor in general. He was, uh, he played uh, one of the teachers in Kim Possible, which was. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love that. <laughs> and 
just, you know, they really exaggerated, like, you know, the prince uh, as far as when Cinderella goes to the ball and the Stettler puts the book on the scales of good and evil and gets it all the way to evil. She is back in her maid outfit and the prince is like, what, what, what is the fair maiden? Did you see her? <laughs> said, that is me. He said, no, no, we. She's become a damsel in distress. And she's left behind her slipper. And thus you'll find her. She's like literally standing right there. Yeah. But again, exaggeration. He's not there. Yeah. Which is definitely a stereotype, particularly of blonde males. Yeah. He was not. Yeah. He, he was he was more comic relief. He was not the hero, obviously. No. What's interesting, though, is that Cinderella is holding on so tight to this perfect view of the prince in her head and he's just not that way at all she was just blinded by but he's the prince he's supposed to be the hero i don't understand why it's not believe me we've seen a lot of shows where the prince is not the hero let's just say that oh have we i can't even think of any right now i can think of a couple okay that, that are not for children i'll preface by saying that that are not for children well we can edit this out what are you talking about yeah like you were saying you know, we sometimes have this picture of somebody because, oh, they're this or they're that. So they must be like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it interesting, too, that um, Cinderella, she didn't grow up. She, she didn't grow up with a dad. Well, she had a dad, but he ended up dying when she was fairly young. And then all she had was her stepmother who wanted to make everything bad in her life and so she didn't really have a male father figure to look up to and i don't know to me it kind of makes me think that she's she wants this prince to be her savior to be her you know it's like absent father syndrome wanting to be that that savior that person to her when no one can fulfill that role except the father capital f that's right and i i know we're all guilty of you know having somebody fulfill that place that absentee parent or, or friend or need to fill that personal void that you fill with a person. Yeah. And it never works out. I and mean, then I'll tell you firsthand. Yeah. You have some firsthand experience with that, Josh? I think we all do. Yeah, not with me, I hope. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no one in there, you otherwise. I guess that's true. <laughs> In the context of marriage, Language. it's not a void that you're filling. It is a puzzle piece that you're looking for the right puzzle. Well, some people use it like a a void that you're filling. Some, not me. Yeah. Because I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> you are the best, Josh. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, not much more I can really say on this film because, okay, I laughed a few times. There are some corny jokes in there, and but... The movie is an hour and 27 minutes. It didn't feel like that. It felt, it, it didn't feel like we sat there for that long watching it. Yeah. I mean, it was probably more like an hour that we actually yeah. sat there. And yeah. 20 minutes of uh, credits, both before and after uh, the actual uh, story. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. We, allegedly. Yeah. we don't know that for sure. But maybe. It felt very rushed, like after a certain point, though. They were just trying to get it done. Yeah. There is no, the, the pacing and. Um, the pacing was weird. Yeah. Pacing was weird. This is probably the only time I've been very critical of a movie. Well, aside from last week. <laughs> but I, I just... I'm going to come out and write and say I didn't like it too much. Aww. 
That's sad. Well, I'm I'm airing on the side of Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> if anybody wants to take a guess, I'll I'll give you a few seconds. What what rating do you think Rotten Tomatoes gave this? I'll wait. Time's up. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave this a four percent. That's really low. Four percent. Audience score was twenty four percent. <laughs> INDB was a little bit more generous. They gave it a four point eight out of ten. Oh. With that, listen to the recommendations. Yeah. Oh, before we do that, when we first started, I definitely thought that this movie was giving me Veggie Tale vibes. Yes. Did it give you Veggie Tale uh, vibes? It, the animation, especially. Yeah. It's probably because of the animation. <laughs> it was that three D feel. I don't know why. It was just like Veggie Tales. To be honest, I probably would have liked it better if it was Veggie Tales. We should do Jonah in the... <gasps> That'd be fun. That'd be fun to do VeggieTales. Yeah. And and for those of you listening to this episode, so if you listen to any other episode, I'm not going to say it, but on this episode, for Easter, we are going to do Prince of Egypt. Yay! We've been planning this for an entire year. Yeah, because... <laughs> Legitimately. We, yes. Because we premiered in April mm-hmm. last year, and that was after... Easter and everything, and we were trying to figure out like a Christian or a Bible movie to do. So we did Can of Dreams, Just a Can of Dreams, and we had good stuff to say that. We had good stuff to say about it. We also poked fun at it a lot, except for the Miracle Child. Yeah, except for Miracle Child. <laughs> it was yeah. And that's one of our most listened to episodes. So if you want to go back and have some fun. Go listen to that. Apparently, it was very funny. I haven't gone back and listened to it. It, it, it was it was funny when we just riffing on a few parts, <laughs> and you'll get to hear my pharaoh phrasing joke. Oh gosh, I am very <laughs> still very proud of that. You're just gonna hang on to that one for a while. It, it's, it, it was like. <laughs> because during this time, like we didn't have these microphones that we have now. Mm. And it was in the transition period where I was in the roadcaster, I was in the road mics, and we recorded this in your creative room. Oh yeah, that's right. We had moved some stuff around and we didn't have this table in my office yet. No. I think I was in a bad mood that day too cuz I wanted to do <laughs> I was in a bad mood because I had to do <laughs> had to do a Bible study on Paul as a character study. Oh, Paul yeah. to Saul conversion. And I really wanted to do Joseph as a character study. And I was like, oh, I'm not prepared. I want to do Joseph as a character study. Um, and yeah, so, but turned out pretty good. Yeah, you would have never known I was in a bad mood before we no, started. No, no, that's, that's the part of the editing magic. It, well, yeah, <laughs> that and I was in customer service for so long that like, when it was go time, I was able to flip a switch and no, pretty much no matter what was going on in my life, I can turn it on and be all customer friendly and whatever. So it's like when when, the, when these mics come on, it doesn't matter what's been going on in the past. I perk up all of a sudden and it's go time. I mean, same here. We, we had both worked uh, in our time in customer service, whether it was retail, um, support center or whatever. Yep, yep. Yeah, so we know how to flip it up. <laughs> Yeah. So recommendations. Recommendations. Yep. Um, because I laughed a few times and I was somewhat interested. Or I would give this. 
I'd give it a six. Why? It was better than happily ever after. Yeah, I'll give you that. I don't know. I guess, okay, it's pretty mediocre. So solid five for sure. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess that's true. If I had to think of like a middle of the road, well, it's not awful, but it's also not great. It's just kind of there. It would be that. It's happily never after. Solid five. Yeah, I was tuned on four or five. That went with four just because... Well, because. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy it. It's not that I hated it. I still didn't love it. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely better than last week. Last week, yes. we were like given twos. No twos. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Only because we don't think we've seen the worst of the worst yet. No. Um, there's a lot out there. Yes. But next month, we won't be doing any of that. We won't be doing V movies or nothing. We'll, we're going to bring that the good stuff. We thought, you know, we start out with this so it can kind of reel you in. It's like, are they going to get any worse? Are they going to get any better? <laughs> next month's going to be great. <gasps> I'm so excited about next month. <laughs> or at least next week. Next week. We're doing El Dorado. Oh, we are? Yeah. Oh. Well, to say what you're saying. Well, I don't even know what I was saying now. Well, we'll back up and say what you said. I'm so excited about next week. Yeah, next week is a we'll be review we'll be doing uh the loot. Yes, next week. Yes, next week we're gonna be doing a movie that we both enjoy. It's a really good movie, and uh, where it's at, I haven't seen it in quite some time, and I think the truth is for you, Becca, right? Yeah, I I haven't seen it for a long time. So stay tuned next week, and you'll get to hear about our uh, you'll get to hear our discussion on that movie again. Not gonna give it away. You'll have to just tune in. Yeah, check out our social media. Maybe we'll do a little guest game. If I'm, if I'm nice, we'll do a we'll do a guest game. <laughs> kind of like the keepy suspense there. Ooh. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed our discussion on happily never after and happily never gonna do it again. <laughs> Certainly, I'm not going to watch the second one, apparently. Oh, gosh. Yeah, when you said there was two, I'm like, no, no. Surely not. That's like a last resort. All right. Well, you guys have a great week, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Analuya podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with all the latest information. We would love to hear your comments and questions about today's episode, as well as suggestions for future episodes. You can message us on our socials or email us at contact at